I am Dominique Linden. I am Christy Chadwick, and this is A Little More Each Day, a podcast where we explore what it means to show up for ourselves a little more each day, our community, our loved ones, and the world at large. Thanks for being here. Hello, beautiful, beautiful people. Today, we are going to discuss the gift of our compulsions. Um, That is actually a title of a book that I was gifted with um, a couple years ago when I went to see an eating psychologist coach. I had reached a point where I was driving myself mad about my weight and she helped me so much and yeah so we're gonna explore that today about these compulsive behaviors body image um these very taboo um parts of our lives that we want to yeah bring beautiful awareness to and then uh permission to explore these in your own life and find the gift and the message from your own body of like why am I doing this why am I reaching for this and to do so in a really empowering way versus a shame way of I shouldn't be doing this and something's wrong and look at this extra weight and I'm the worst so yeah yeah even our compulsive thoughts like you were just describing there of these are the thoughts that we have of ourselves, and they're so compulsive and continuous and um, the shaming, especially, right. And uh, compulsiveness, what comes to my mind too, is the thing that we do in a way to avoid sometimes, mm-hmm. or the thing that we do in order to seek validation yes. or the thing that we do in order to get something that you know, we're trying to figure out. And I think the root of that is the feeling of discomfort. So trying to Mm -hmm. seek comfort in some way Mm -hmm. and, and trying to get something that will bring us more clarity. And oftentimes the compulsive behavior then creates more havoc. Yeah. Um, like you're talking about weight when, when I was, you know, thinking about like, the compulsiveness to eat something, whether it be an M&M or a carrot. I don't know if I'm ever compulsive about eating <laughs> carrots necessarily, but um, maybe I might like think about like, uh, you know, a, a bowl of chili and think I just need to eat all of this. Oh, and then I just need to eat another bowl because I have to, I have to eat more and it becomes a compulsive thing rather than a thoughtful process yes. of what we're consuming, of what I'm putting in my body and yes. what I'm nur- nur- nourishing myself with. Um, so yeah, yes. it's, how are we nourishing ourselves with food or other things? How are we doing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the reason that I um, reached out to this eating psychologist coach was because I had lost a lot of weight. And I became a poster girl for the whole food plant-based movement. So eating only whole foods and plant-based, no animal products, no processed food. And it was the best I had ever felt. Um, Then I went through a breakup 
And then my mom got really sick and died. And then my grandma got really sick and died. And there was a pandemic. And I said yes to being in a documentary about my health in the midst of all this. And so I'm in deep grief and I'm eating my feelings again. And I'm reverting to those childhood compulsions of buying Oreos and eating until I hurt myself. And I spun out. I spun out because I knew this documentary crew was coming to film me. And I felt like I was living a lie. What actually ended up happening is the day before they arrived from, they were doing like a cross country uh, thing. So I was, I was one of a few stories shared is the day before they arrived, I found out my grandma was going to die within the week. And it was just like, what? (laughs) And so I reached out to them and I was like, I need to tell you what's going on. I am still down to be interviewed I know you've traveled a long way and you have a schedule but just know I'm in a space I've never been in before and before the interview happened I remember praying and just this really deep authentic prayer of help me to say not what I think they want me to hear but my truth Mm -hmm. and so I ended up sharing from the heart about my mom and grandma and how I didn't even care anymore what was on my plate. I cared more about how I was speaking to myself and it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, wow, thank you. When the documentary came out months later, they cut out, they did not include any of that. Mm -hmm. They had maybe a couple lines where I, they, they hijacked my story and I was livid. (laughs) But from that lividness and anger, I met someone who publishes books and she's like, Hey, I believe that you should be the one sharing your own story. And I believe in you. And now I'm publishing a book. Mm -hmm. So there's these, you know, really intricate, beautiful things that happen Mm -hmm. when we get down to the gift of the compulsions. And what was under mine was this desperate need to actually love myself. Mm -hmm. I, I did not know how to, I just believed all the hype that my weight defined me, that my teeth weren't straight enough, that my hair was too frizzy, that I was a failure. I just ate all that up for so long. And because of opening that window to like what a gift these habits were, I was, I was able to learn to love myself. Yeah. I felt that when you said the compulsion and the loving yourself, like, Yes, that's the heart of it. That is the heart of it of these behaviors come from a place of not knowing how to love ourselves and trying to sort out what to do about the self-love. And that resonates for me in my experience of being a compulsive learner, I'll say, where learning and food, right? We need both. And when it becomes a compulsion to do because we're trying to prove something, that's when it becomes dangerous. So I learned a lot uh, in the last decade, really. I you know, acquired degrees and certifications and did a lot of those in the moment to find myself and to find my way of proving myself worthy of certain things or trying to say that I needed more information in order to be whatever or to show up in whatever way. And 
I think with that lesson, I, like mirroring what you were just talking about, Dominique, is that I wouldn't have met you if I didn't do the tapping certification. Mm -hmm. Yes, the tapping certification was maybe the last thing I needed at the moment, <laughs> but I met you and mm -hmm. I wouldn't have met you if I didn't do that. So true. Yeah. So I'm very glad I did it. Yeah. And it's okay. Whatever comes, like it, what comes out of it is, is going to be what needs to come out of it. Uh, whatever the compulsiveness is and we're still learning. Right. But we're the, through this um, idea of compulsively doing something. And if, and if it doesn't like quite get us to the part of loving ourselves and feeling approval for ourselves, then we're going to find new ways of trying to gain that love and approval for ourselves in whether they are destructive or not yes. in the ways that are work for us, yes. whatever they are. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you for that reminder. Cause mm -hmm. I, I don't really do a lot of, or any for months, um, any tapping clients or, mm -hmm. and that one place is like, this is it. This is what I'm supposed yeah. to do. <laughs> And it hasn't been. And there's been this release of expectation around that because it got me here mm -hmm. um, to where I'm supposed to be. Exactly. And I would love to use like a real life example right now um, of these moments that come like, so we're sitting at Christie's dining room table and there's a bag of M&Ms in front mm -hmm. of us. And she asked me if I wanted any and my first response was no. And when I sat with that, it was just like, I'm kind of nervous. We're doing some deep podcasts today. Like that might numb me out a little bit. I might eat more than I need. I'm already kind of full. So no. Mm -hmm. And then after recording a couple podcast episodes, I was like, wow, I would really just like that M&M. And like, that would taste good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know that it's not nutritional at all. <laughs> It's just not, yeah. Um, but there became this shift from if I would have just comp compulsively said yes and not checked in, I would have felt heavy and mm -hmm. gross and I would have judged myself. But when I reached a natural place of like, wow, I just would like that because I feel good and like this is a good time and like I'm proud of what we're doing, mm -hmm. I was able to have just a couple handfuls yeah. and I'm just staring at it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. wow, okay, like that was enough and I don't feel gross. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's important to see that distinction of the motivation or intention behind doing something. And just what you said of the, if we, we do it in a compulsive way, it comes with a heaviness yes. and it, and then you would feel like that energy of the compulsion literally in your body with the M&M, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and our body stores that our mm -hmm. body stores, the emotions and it stores what it is, regardless of if the compulsion was through food or something else. Yes. So remembering to slow it down mm -hmm. seems to be a theme for the things that we're recording today for sure. slowing down, seeing what's happening and make the decision, not out of a compulsiveness, which is difficult to do. I mean, compulsion is. is the word. It's an instant thing. Yes. It's, we can't yes. stop it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's it. That? Yeah. That's an important point to bring up is, um, when you said compulsive, I almost, I felt this energy of aggressiveness. I mm -hmm. actually feel it a little bit in my gut as we're talking, mm -hmm. because this is really um, something I've dealt with my whole life very strongly is that it feels like I have no choice sometimes. 
not as much now, but when I was a kid, it would just be like, I had to have that food or I was not going to make it. Mm -hmm. And then when I started drinking alcohol, it became such a crutch. Um, even weed, I didn't even like to get high. I just kept getting high because it was around and it was like, Oh, I gotta. So I'm feeling this in my body of like, wow. Um, the, the majority of my life has been spent in compulsion. Mm-hmm. Now that I am slowing down and meeting the parts that are activated that even lead to the compulsion, because how I'm seeing it for my own life is we wouldn't feel the desire to reach outside ourselves or numb or not feel if it wasn't some kind of pain. Mm-hmm. And so right now it's like making the choice to go to that pain first. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there's a spiritual teacher um, I know where she says many times, it doesn't matter what you eat because she's surrounded by a lot of vegans and a lot of health conscious people. She's like, go, you can eat some bacon. Like she's not pushing about it, but mm-hmm. her, her, um, what she's trying to get across is exactly what I had said in that documentary, where it's like so much more about how we're talking to ourselves, where the decisions are coming from yeah. that really create our health that, that play into our health factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree wholeheartedly of our experience in how we talk to ourselves is is so key and important. And I had to go through the process of eliminating so much junk from my food Mm -hmm. and breaking it down into just plant-based for a very long time. I gave up sugar for six months. Mm -hmm. I didn't have gluten off and on for like five years Mm -hmm. and kind of playing with being very conscious and intentional with what I put in my body so that I could stop and slow down and see what my thoughts were about the food that I was, as was having. And, and I think being conscious of that is important and also not letting it get to a point of like disordered eating, but allowing the food to be the teacher Mm -hmm. and allowing myself to really learn what my body wanted and needed at certain times rather than survival mode of, I just have to get this really quick because this is all I have to eat and I'm just going to eat it. So there it is. Um, so when we release and understand what we're processing and and, and, in our emotions and in our thoughts, then we can, we can move through the compulsive behavior, I think. Yes. Yes. Um, there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that my brain's like, yeah. what do I want to, mm-hmm. what do I want to say? Cause I'm, I'm actually feeling like uh, we've done a few episodes today recording. I'm feeling the most uncomfortable now than mm-hmm. any of them. And I'm, I'm just tuning into that. There's some shame present for me mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm wearing some jean shorts that I love, but they're tight. Right. And so we're talking about, you know, this body image stuff. And there was, there was one point where I did the same thing, right? I cleaned up my diet. I felt so good in my body and I, I missed that. Um, so there's, there's kind of multiple things happening for me at once. That's kind of activating. So I just want to be very honest with that, where it's like this finding this I don't even want to say balance, but just finding this acceptance Mm -hmm. of the waves that come with 
being souls in a body and having a culture that knows about compulsion and addiction and they feed off it and it is a billion dollar pharmacy industry diet all these things and when I started seeing the eating psychologist coach she recommended um a documentary as well called embrace Mm -hmm. and it was about body dysmorphia with women and by the oh my god by the end I was just sobbing because it did not matter the size of the woman the color whatever it was just like oh my god we Mm -hmm. are all in this and um talked about this in an earlier episode but also getting to know men more on a very emotional level and hearing their struggles it's across the board (laughs) like so yeah just I just felt like it was important to speak to that yeah expose that feeling that you have so now how do you feel that you've allowed yourself to slow down and acknowledge that part oh my god I feel so much better right (laughs) I can feel it from you I can feel the I can feel the shift I can Mm -hmm. feel some some sort of slowing down for a moment that was was coming through from you of like this is a topic this is a lot and now Mm -hmm. yeah you've acknowledged it and it just Mm -hmm. feels so much better Mm -hmm. um and so this is a good thing to note too is when you were sharing right before me it was getting hard to focus Mm -hmm. and so that's usually a sign to me of like well you're getting pulled into something like what is it Mm -hmm. and um it was getting pulled into everything I just shared so yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that you said that of looking for the signs right the sign of oh I'm I'm like drifting off and I'm not I'm not able to focus that means something is being activated within me or there's a place within me that needs my attention Mm -hmm. so to come back to the Mm -hmm. self Mm -hmm. when we start to get distracted and or or there's a there's a part of me that wants to hide Mm -hmm. as I was kind of actually what it felt like the most is like there's been so many years of um what I would eat at my family, because I was called fat a lot by mm-hmm. certain family members. And so I'd scarf down food because I shouldn't be eating it being a mm-hmm. fat pig. And I I was so like, seriously, I was so hard on my body most mm-hmm. of my life. So yeah, I just want to take this opportunity to like have mm-hmm. that, those parts present right now. And like, oh my God, you've always been beautiful. And like, none yeah. of that was yours to begin with. And even the family members that said those hurtful things, Mm -hmm. I there's forgiveness Mm -hmm. because we're all just regurgitating the shit yeah (laughs) that we have been hearing about ourselves and other people that that comes with that absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah um this this compulsive topic seems to just be so much around the body because we are compulsive within our the body stuff I think because of the things that we've learned around body shaming and not being okay with our bodies. I, I can't remember really a day that I was okay with my body. Mm-hmm. And, and I went on like a little nostalgia uh, journey the other night and just looked at old photos from the last 10, 15 years. And I was just like, damn, look at your cute body. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn, look at your cute mm-hmm. face. And then I was just like, but I was so hard on myself so hard. at that time, even. And so now in the present moment, I want to keep reminding myself, like, don't be hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, look at, look at this strong body. Look mm-hmm. at this body that can do whatever it wants to do. And in any way that it can do, just do it. And don't be hard on, on my body when it's yeah. like, 
Oh, that's enough. That step is enough. No yeah. more steps. And it's like, okay, gotcha, body. Gotcha. Thank you for letting me know. Yes. Um, yeah. It's, it's good. That reminds me of a conversation I just had with someone about um, we we both had some really profound realizations about our, our mother wounds and healing generational mother wounds. Mm-hmm. And both of our situations of healing happened separately, but it was in these kind of cheesy containers where it's like, affirm your goddess affirm like you know blah 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 like love and light and um just kind of stuff that even when you're in it I've noticed you kind of feels silly Mm -hmm. like there's so many other things to do there's so many other things to be upset about blah 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 so we talked about the cheesier it feels and the more natural it feels the better so yes. go into the mirror and gas yourself mm-hmm. up to the point of like nauseousness <laughs> and see, like explore why does it make you so nauseous mm-hmm. to to love yourself that much or just be that silly? Like what's yeah. what's oh. underneath that? Very cool. I love that. That sounds, I mean, I've, I've kind of started doing that. I have like this big mirror right here that I just get to like walk up to all the time and I can like, I strut my stuff mm-hmm. and I do a little like swing and dance. And then I'm like, Oh, look at this belly. Ooh, yes. Look yes. at this booty. Ooh, mm-hmm. look at these thighs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just, yeah, just get all kinds of silly with it and uh, play with it and just be like, whoa, these, this belly's for consuming all the yums yes. and yes. Um, being so grateful for that and the process of it. So, yeah. We I didn't get that. to do that as kids. Mm-mm. We, we were not taught that. That oh, was no. not that the opposite, right? Right. Constantly concerned about weight and image. Yeah. being bullied and not even supposed to look at yourself in Mm -hmm. a way like it was Mm -hmm. uh I think not allowed to like admire yourself even yes that's how I it's it's like I can see it in a lot of children's lives but I can see it in mine for sure of just like um I mean I grew up the skinnier one and the prettier one whatever Mm -hmm. um in my family and I have like the whole dynamic of like everybody always like looking at my blue eyes. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I felt like I wasn't allowed to like my blue eyes because everybody liked my blue eyes. Mm. Um, so I was sort of like built shame and around trying to be okay with myself. Wow. Um, so it was, yeah, it's an interesting dichotomy there of like, mm-hmm. you have mixed messages in the world. Um, and I think as women, we're not allowed to acknowledge ourselves in certain ways or to show our bodies in certain ways. And, mm-hmm. um, I think that's, what's taught in our generational families of origin that, well, you're not supposed to expose yourself in that way. You're not supposed to like yourself too much. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, if you get told that you're pretty, don't, don't say yes, I know, you know, yeah, like that's so true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious because I had a, a really active part come up. Um, I'm sensing that a little bit with what you just shared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to reflect. And then, of course, you do not have to. But there was a moment when you talked about being the prettier one. Mm-hmm. There are very real social stigmas about beauty and so some of us fit it more than others Mm -hmm. and so I just want to like give space to that part that maybe felt like she shouldn't have said that or that like that was wrong and just be like that was that's again thoughts and ideas we were giving that aren't actually ours Mm -hmm. yeah thank you for that and you you probably saw my air quotes and my closing of my eyes when I said it like I'm not supposed to say this Mm -hmm. uh and yeah it's like this 
hesitation. I feel it within my belly, this like grasping to, and I even like can I squeeze my body and I feel the tension of like holding myself back from yeah. wanting to say, yes, thank you. And there's mm-hmm. a big question mark. And then it's like, am I, if I express this, what will happen? Um, mm-hmm. and, and instead like just allowing it to be there and seeing that that part is feeling, um, you know, stuffed down yeah. and yeah. pushed aside and to say like, welcome, thank yeah. you. Thank you for that experience of uncertainty. And what do we need to learn from this, this moment of hesitation around accepting people's comments or compliments, mm-hmm. whatever it is, whatever intention they had of just saying, uh, I allow that and yeah. that I am also com- confident and and affirmed within myself that I don't need you to tell me that. Mm-hmm. And thanks. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, something too I've realized is guilt, right? Guilt mm-hmm. can be a big thing. So just like, yeah, I know absolutely. you feel this guilt and I still love you. We're just, you know, yeah. like when it comes up for us, because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm starting to notice a theme with this returning to the podcast of we're finding deeper levels of acceptance for more ostracized parts. Yeah. And so I look forward to actually pausing more in conversations and like, wow, who got activated <laughs> right now? And, and what is this? Because this is a this is a very authentic, real process yeah. that we're, we're doing. here speaking some truths and we don't know exactly what's going to come through or come out of our mouths and it just does. And then to slow down that process right. in real time, just to acknowledge these parts is, yes. is, is important. Yeah. So thank you for that and allowing that space to be here. I think yeah. you and I, I, I wouldn't do this with anybody else. Uh, I, I do feel yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. So, and and it, was, it was just that moment of like, the safety that we have in our relationship mm-hmm. to be like, well, like I can actually say, even on a podcast, like it's okay to pause and like, be like <laughs> something's there, something's there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's okay that others can hear this because it, like, we, like our mission is for this podcast is to sort of show what can come through and kind of happen within the dynamic and within ourselves to allow it to ripple out into the world. So as here it is, everybody <laughs> raw and real, and maybe circling back to the topic of compulsion that you brought up of this is how we can kind of overcome that compulsion. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I feel yeah. that. If you enjoyed this episode, you can follow us on Instagram, Christy at Inward Motion Essentials and Dominique at Bite Sized Faith.